0: Welcome to our first pastor's talk. My name is Steve Haefler. I serve as the lead pastor of Highlands Baptist Church and I'm here with
1: my name is Sean Walker and I serve as the associate pastor at Highlands Baptist Church
0: in this pastor's talk. We want to discuss some of the more predominant emotions uh, that have the potential to grip our hearts during a crisis. Uh, We are human and we are complex beings who react to situations and we're in the midst of a situation with a lot of unknowns. Uh, Proverbs 423 says keep your heart With all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Uh, The word for heart there means uh, everything within us that has to do with our thinking, our choosing, and our feeling. So I want to ask Sean the first question uh, about this topic. Uh, Sean, as you shepherd your family, you have three younger children um, that are growing up fast, and as you shepherd the members of Highlands, uh, what is one emotion or reaction that you have picked up on during this time? Well,
1: I think I'd like to look at the reaction that often comes from things that are unexpected. And a lot of the emotions then flow out of those unexpected circumstances that come into our lives. And uh, this crisis we're in would certainly be one of those. Um, My mind goes to two places. Uh, One is in James chapter 4, where uh, James is writing those Christians and he, he tells them in verse 13 Ah uh, through 15 he says come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring and that is something that we have all experienced through this uh, experience we're going through with the covid um, James continues to go on and he writes what is your life for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes instead you ought to say if the lord wills we will live and do this or that Uh, So when unexpected things come up, I'm encouraged to know that uh, none of this is unexpected to God. Um, Although we didn't see it coming, we weren't prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're still reacting and trying to figure out um, these new rhythms of life. Uh, But yet the Lord is the one that wills and we can rest him. And then the other place my mind goes to in Scripture is in Philippians, where Paul is in prison. Here you've got a a guy really at the apex of of his apostolic ministry, and he's locked up. Um, but he assures his uh, readers in Philippians 1, verses 12 through 14, he says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has, it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So, there again is an example of Paul. Being imprisoned, this unexpected, you think a tragic waste of apostolic gift, you know, he's confident that God is using this imprisonment Mm. to advance the gospel. So I'd like to encourage our hearts to rest assured that what is unexpected to us is not to God and he can bring good out and he is bringing good out through this.
0: In your first illustration in James, where it says, What we should be saying is, if the Lord wills, we will do this or that. I remember. Even as far back in undergrad, uh, some of the other students making fun of those of us who would say, well, Lord willing, um, because we had been in such a long stretch of peace and prosperity, and I think now that that phrase actually takes on a lot more weight for us uh, tomorrow, we don't know. We honestly do not know. So uh, Lord willing, we'll see one another. Lord willing, we'll do this or that. Uh, But it it brings us back to a very sensitive awareness of God and whether he wills it or not. Uh, I, w- I would say I have six children and this has greatly adjusted their lives. Um, I would say disappointment um, together with the unknown is the disappointment uh, would be for me as one of those emotions or reactions I'm sensing. Uh, our children's schools are canceled. Sports are canceled. My out-of-town university daughter is flying home tomorrow. Uh, My daughter, who was supposed to march, uh, having uh, received her undergrad, will probably not march now. That's something, that's one of those landmarks, one of those rites of passage, we would think. Um, And I would say to them, uh, for for all of us who our world has been sort of turned upside down by God's infinite wisdom and kindness, to trust in Him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 was a verse we we claimed before we went to our first term of cross-cultural work in Africa, and that is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And the idea there is he will, he will make your paths straight. And that's what he's doing right now. Um, It may not seem gracious or kind when our rhythms are messed up, um, but we serve a good, all wise, kind God. What would you say would be the second one for you?
1: I think the emotion that uh, I have felt personally, as Shannon and I, my wife, uh, we discuss it. something that we work through, and the emotion that I hear from others as we talk with them is just an underlying current of anxiety, mm-hmm. and it can be over small things that suddenly become a big deal. You know, is there going to be enough food in the shelves? Mm. Are we going to be off enough medicine? As as we think about anxiety, my mind immediately turns to Matthew 6, because in that Section of scripture beginning in verse 25 down through the end of that chapter, uh, Jesus repeatedly tells us, Do not be anxious. Mm. And those phrases are always linked with, Therefore, do not be anxious. Mm -hmm. And then he gives reassurances why it's so kind that Jesus is literally trying to talk us out of anxiety Mm -hmm. by turning our confidence in him. And then, you know, that's might be difficult to try to fight against anxiety just with that truth, but. And Philippians, we're given something we can actually do uh, instead of being anxious. And many of you know this passage in Philippians 4, verse 6, where we're told, do not be anxious about anything, but here is what we should do instead. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I think that's modeled for us over and over again in the Psalms.
0: Mm-hmm. So for those who are listening, uh, what would you what would you say to them if they feel that anxiety rising up in them uh, what are some next action steps they can do right then? I think you read some of them, but how would you, how would you shepherd them? How would you speak truth into their hearts? Um, say they wake up in the middle of the night and they're overcome by this sense of anxiety. What, what should they do? Well,
1: borrowing a phrase from, from another, it's in some ways preach a little sermon to yourself. Go to Matthew 6 and read that passage, not as if just saying the words aloud are magical, but read that passage aloud and b- believe have faith in what God has said mm-hmm. and choose to trust in him even when we don't have answers doesn't mean the source of anxiety is gone it's just that we have a larger the content of our faith is greater than than the mm-hmm. cause of our anxiety so go to those passages and use them pray, cast those anxieties on the Lord like we see in the psalms
0: yes first uh, peter five six to seven casting all your anxieties on him and here's here 's really the the truth because God cares for you. And I think sometimes doing that out loud, actually offering that, even if you're alone, just saying it out loud, God, I'm anxious about this. I'm anxious about this. What's interesting is we often quote verse seven of first Peter five. But this is a way that we actually humble ourselves before him. Uh, Verse six says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you casting, literally throwing, all your cares, all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So really verbally casting the, your cares on the one who cares for you. I think the the, the final emotion reaction that we'll talk about on this talk uh, is fear. You know, there's a lot of fear, fear of the unknown. You've already talked about fear of the unknown. Uh, the disappointments can, as, they, as the duration of a trial makes it more severe initially. I think there was some excitement, uh, skull's out, now the duration of the trial is pressing in, and there, there is some, some real fear. Um, psalm 46, 1-3, I love going back to this psalm. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He's there, He's in the midst of this. He's engineered this for, for His glory and our good. Therefore, we will not fear. Why? Because God is our refuge and strength, a present help. Therefore, we will not fear that the earth gives way though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. I mean, very clear, chaotic situation, but we don't need to fear because God is a very present help. So I would admonish those listening uh, later on, the psalmist in verse 10 of that same psalm, Psalm 46 says this, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted In the earth." Sean, any last words? Maybe one of the
1: actions that God is doing in us as his church is putting our greatest desire and hope in the life to come. Mm -hmm. So as we see the disappointments and the fears and the anxieties of this life, Mm -hmm. Christians of all people are assured of a much better life to come, and I think it means that we can be a people of peace and comfort and assurance to those around us.
0: Good. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for our First Pastors Talk. And Lord willing, we will try to do this every week while we're not able to gather.